Coming up on the Game on Australia podcast, episode 26, Dan, 26. Wow. Uh, today is Thursday, the 23rd. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry, there you go. Hello. Sorry, that's, <laughs> that was my band. You'd think I know how to do this after 26 episodes. Uh, it is Thursday, the 23rd of March. We've got heaps to get through in this podcast. As we mentioned in last week's podcast, we're in a golden age of gaming, and it, and it certainly shows. Uh, so we'll have our top three. That's back. We've got uh, a couple of reviews to get through, including Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, we're going to touch on the realism of graphics, you know, and whether or not they make a big deal. Um, Super Mario Run. Uh, there's great news for Super Mario Run for people who have got who've been waiting for that on Android and uh, so much more. Plus a giveaway that we'll let you know about from our mates over at PLE Computers. Game on! Game on! Game on! Game on! Game on! Oh, God, I'm excited. Hey, Dan. I'm excited. G'day, Pete. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, of course so you are. You are why, gaming. Why are you excited, Dan? Oh, just it's just gaming. We're in, Like you said, we're in this um, the halcyon days of gaming at the moment, and it's bloody awesome. It's a beautiful thing, it's right? It's a beautiful thing. And I, I love it for it. I've had so much more time to think about this can, since last week's podcast where we talked about this at length, but... Um, you know, I mean, we're in a golden age of gaming, not just for what's being developed. We're moving into VR and, you know, yeah. motion controls getting better, all that sort of stuff. But just purely for the games that we're playing. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Not enough, not enough hours in the day. Can I just say, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I feel a little bit sorry for uh, Xbox users out there. Sorry, Dan. Because <laughs> I don't know, the, the Xbox One S... It seems to be a bit of a, a, bit of a paperweight yeah. at the moment. I, I don't know. Wildlands is out on it, which is which is a good thing, I guess. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, go on. Go on. Uh, no, I will. Um, hey, let's uh, tick off the usuals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Share it amongst your friends if you really love it. Give us a nice, juicy, fat rating. And we're getting a few on iTunes and Android, so thank you so much for that. Really Thanks. appreciate it. Thanks, Mum. Uh, <laughs> I thought she already did that. Yeah, she got She's got multiple she signed, accounts. She signed it as dad. <laughs> uh, the Facebook page, of course. Game yes. Australia Facebook page. Uh, yes. Go there, like, and uh, check out the content. Plenty on the way, um, including a giveaway thanks to our mates over at PLE Computers who we've struck up a, a great uh, deal, sponsorship deal with. Um, we've got these awesome mouse mats to give away. Pro yeah, gaming awesome. mouse mats. Have you used yours yet? Not yet, but I've got it there ready to go. Yes. Oh, man, it is so nice. Uh, it's like I was ultra long. Yeah, really Ooh. ultra long. So it sits under your keyboard as well as your mouse, but it gives you the opportunity to really flick your mouse out yeah, as much yeah. as possible. You know, the cool. problem where your mouse on usual sort of gaming mouse mats and whatnot just sort of falls out. It's yep. kind of like a, and a wetsuit sort of silicon material as well. Mm. So it glides. Mm. It absolutely glides, right? Um, yeah, like so silk. Like silk. Like silk, Dan. Yes. Um, so no lag in getting your mouse where it needs to be when you're trying to take out that Widowmaker as a pharaoh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little Overwatch there. Bang. Hey, let's get into top three, Dan. Yes, we uh, shall. And um, starting with, you know what? This is big, big news. Mm. Witcher 4 is confirmed. Mm -hmm. Now, why it's big, and I probably should be more excited, but this is my little guilty admission. I haven't actually played Witcher 3. <laughs> and it's like got... 
It's been out for what a year and a bit, two years maybe even. It has been out for. And I remember it being a next level rating, like it yeah. was the game on on. I think it's on all platforms, isn't it? Yeah, it's on old and Definitely new platforms, on Xbox, right? Yeah. So it had Xbox three, uh, not three sixty. Sorry, the Xbox One's got it. Um, might be out on three. I don't know. Um, but PS3 definitely had it, uh, but also, yeah, it was it was your current-gen platforms that got it in a big way. And it's that game that I still see at the shops and go, you know what, I need to get that one day, and I still haven't because things pop up, like um, Ghost Recon Wildlands. But the fact that they're releasing a 4 to a lot of people will be very exciting because number 3 was such a great game from all reports. Yeah, right. Now, um, uh, just on that, Witcher 4 having been confirmed, mm-hmm. mm, this is where it gets interesting, mm-hmm. all right? Because we've all seen it, right? A whole heap of reports claim CD Projekt Red confirmed The Witcher 4. Now we're starting to see reports saying that that was a fake. What? Yeah. Are you kidding? No, I'm serious. Have we been fake news? <laughs> <laughs> fake news. It's fake news. It's fake news. Right? So there is quite the possibility that it is fake news. Uh, so a report that came out from kitguru.net saying the report may be false over the last couple of days, there's been a rumor going around claiming that CD Projekt Red confirmed plans for another game of Witcher series. Those reports appear legitimate at first, citing a real Polish TV interview as a source. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of these reports seem to know that the interview in question is from 2015 and doesn't refer uh. to the Witcher 4 once. God. It goes on to say back in 2015, the CEO, Adam Kaczynski, yeah. Uh, went on a Polish TV show, talked a bit about the initial success of Witcher 3. At the time, he also spoke a little bit about CG project, CD Projekt's plans for expansions, which turned out to be Hearts of Stone slash Blood and Wine, right? Those are DLCs. Um, and at no point did he claim that a fourth Witcher game was in development. The other things that we've sort of seen people uh, talk about was that, you know, it was kind of like a, well, you know, without... I, I saw a report that said, well... You know, considering the success of Witcher Three, how can we not give people Witcher mm. Four? So yeah, like there's there's sort of you know as it's gotten you and as it's gotten me, there's reports for and there are also reports against. against. You know, so we will watch that with bated breath because um, I played Witcher Three and it's sensational. Yeah, right. Okay, mm. really, oh, really well, cool. Let's watch this space. Um, one thing that we certainly can confirm is Mass Effect Andromeda isn't pulling the ratings. This is number two, by the way. Um, that we all thought it would. expected. Have you played Mass Effect's one, no. two, and three? No, you, I haven't. Have you played any games in the last <laughs> sort of twenty? <laughs> <laughs> Just Titanfall, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, look, I played through all of them. Uh, Mass Effect 1s, 2s, 3s. And I remember at the time those games, you know, coming out to rave reviews, you know, pulling 8s, 9s, 10s. Because they were great games. And not just were they great games, great stories, great characters to play. They were really deep games. Uh, they had a lot of great gameplay as well. The yep. controls were really intuitive. But in particular, the way that the games spoke to each other, you know, so things that you did in one and two spoke to number three and one led into two and two led into three. And, you know, as long as you had a save file from the previous games, yep. the things would affect things that were happening in the follow-up games, right? So, you know, that was just a cool little thing they they added to the trilogy just to, to trilogy just to bring it all together. Yes. Um, but this time around, Mass Effect Andromeda, which... Man, you've seen it. You've seen the amount of talk and chatter. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even given the fact that we had things like the Switch coming out with Legend of Zelda, which has all but been given by just about every outlet masterpiece status, right? Including you. Including me, yeah. right? Because this is brilliant. But I do have something to say about it, uh, yeah, yeah. which we'll get to soon. Yeah. Um, you know, you had things like Horizon Zero Dawn coming out as well. We had Ghost Recon Wildlands and whatnot. Still, yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda 
managed to cut its way into people's PCs and whatnot, into their news feeds and everything. Yeah. And people going, yes, must have this game. Turns out, maybe not so much. Is it a victim of expectation, maybe? Quite because, possibly. You know, I, th- I wonder with game reviewers whether they fall for the same trap that I do when I really, really want a game. Well, what was the one? We've spoken about this before. Division. The Division, right? Um, but also uh, Fallout 4. Oh, yeah, Who yeah. you have a <laughs> yes. an everlasting uh, go at Barjo from Good Game, <laughs> which isn't around anymore. No. Uh, Maybe because of that bad call he made about how great that game allegedly was. Quite possibly. Um, you know, it's funny. Like, I always think, so it got, I'm looking at IGN's review of it. It got 7.7 and classed it as good, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I always liken it back to my uni days or school days. 7% on a test was Pretty bloody you good. You were pretty mate. happy with that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I always think. I think, well, you know what? 77% in, in, in my schooling career was always, I did really well. Well, so. that, at uni, that was a high distinction. Yeah. Like, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah you, you saw that. You're like, wow. Yes. Hey, mom, 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 I got a high distinction. So Where's the meatloaf? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we get out of it and we're gamers yeah, and we and see 77 it's, like, yeah, it's not, not good so enough. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that though, is that a, is that a product of um, the great games that we have though, that we, you know... Because I almost, I, there are so many games out, right, that I just don't have the time to play. Okay. Yes. So these reviews are so important to Correct. me as to whether or not I go there and yep. get the game and, and figure out whether or not it's it's worth getting, right? And I look at IGN's top 10, for example, and Mass Effect Andromeda is down the list, you know, well below things that I'm really into right now, like Horizon Zero Dawn and Legend of Zelda. And if I'm just looking at it by the numbers, which more often than not, because I'm, I don't have the time to pump into games that I used to, um, I do. Yeah. Like I won't go and get Mass Effect Andromeda because I see 77% and realistically that's a great score. It's a, it's a really good score. Yeah. But it's not meeting the expectations of the stuff that I'm playing at the moment. No. Once upon a time, I probably at that score when I had more time would have gone and gotten Mass Effect yeah. Andromeda just to have it in the collection and to play it a little yep. bit, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Um, it's, so, it's, it's interesting, you know, like have you got a score, like a, a, a cutoff where you won't buy the game based on the score? So the score, like mine's um, seven. Seven. If it gets under seven, I'm, I won't buy it. Yeah. I, I Again, coming back to that point where there's so much really great stuff out there, I reckon seven and a half to eight Yeah, if it's below that. But then... I don't know. Do you make exceptions for things that you really, really love? Yes. I, I am going to at one stage in, in my life in the next three months buy Don Bradman's cricket because I, I really want a cricket game. <laughs> what? Regardless of what, it, what it, unless it's a rating of like two. Chew. Chew. I just didn't, chew. didn't mean to say that. But if you, if, if it it's a rating chew, of chew <laughs> and they say it like that, you'll get it anyway. I, yeah. Well, I want to play a cricket game. Mm. Kill me. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. I need you to vlog the podcast. Yeah. Um, but like, okay, so Mario Kart, for example, if that came out and got a score of six, I'd probably still get it because mm. it's a Mario Kart. Exactly, right? I mean, I'm not expecting big things for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because even the title says to you, all it is, is Mario Kart 8 from the yeah, Wii yeah, yeah. U and the yeah. Wii, and they've just thrown in a few more tracks and stuff like this. Nothing we haven't played before, but I'll still get it because it's a Mario Kart game. Is it time for Mario Kart to remaster all the classics off the like off the SNES, for example. Well, in a way that they do. Like they, I know they do. Like I know you can like play. They bring them back in tracks and stuff like yeah, that in but different cups. Do you think there's enough now of a generation gap that you could re-release the tracks of the SNES version, for example? I, I would like to see. Um, Surely you should be able to download them all as add-ons, as DLCs. Are you talking about re-release and play them in that style as well from the SNES? Or are you talking about like, no, now, HD remakes? The style, the HD remakes. Mm. 
See, I would love a HD remake of Wario Stadium. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. And I reckon that's awesome. Throw in a few more maybe enemies or like a few more jumps and whatnot. What was the, um, what was the ghost one? Was it, there was a... Um, oh, was geez. it Boardwalk or something? I bloody love that one. I yeah, was, it I was. was. Good it, at it, was too. it was Booze Boardwalk yeah, or something, something like that. that. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. the and the, the booze would come out um, as well and you they'd knock you off. Yeah. And, I know because I know you love Rainbow Road, and I always hated Rainbow Road. I love Rainbow Road, and I I always liked all the ones that everyone hated. <laughs> so <laughs> apart ones? from Mario State, Mario State, whatever it was, I yeah. love that one. That was good. Um, I love that cow one. The uh, oh, Moo 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 Farm, Moo Moo Farm, Moo yeah. Farm, and from Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, I bloody love yeah, that absolutely. one. Absolutely, <laughs> I love that one as well. You, oh, okay. I think I think that sort of comes back to. Why I love Warrior Stadium because it's a dirt track. I like. I really oh, love that man. stuff. Eh? That, that that big jump and that you know you know someone was ahead of you, but you had the lightning bolts. Like, oh, yeah, come, on, mate. come on, mate. I used to love right. Like if you're in a pack and I'd usually sit sixth or seventh, right, on purpose because you get the better power ups. Um, and then there were a couple where there was a massive jump coming up, or um, I think it was. Uh, and we're talking probably talking more Nintendo sixty four here, um, but it was um, Donkey Kong's level. Right, where you go up around this mountain and then it shoots you out of a cannon. Yes. Right. And I would get people just before they got to the cannon. <laughs> and it was just great. And then you'd fly past them. You'd oh, hit man. a couple as well. So they'd yeah, knock yeah, up into the air and squash them. And uh, see, but you know what? I mean, this chat just says to me, right, like that I guess there are those games get that get stuck in you that you absolutely love because of maybe the previous versions that you've played, that regardless of what score they come back at, you'll probably get them. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe if it got a score of less than five, I wouldn't go for it. Yeah. But I think my standards drop a little bit when it's a title that I've been in love with for years and years and years. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it makes sense. Someone please do a, if we're just quickly sidestepping to HD remakes, please do a HD remake. Um, with better aiming capabilities and stuff using current-gen controllers and whatnot of GoldenEye 007. Oh, man. Even if they just release multiplayer, I, I would just be happy with them releasing a multiplayer, not even the full game. Just give me a HD remake of the multiplayer. Surely with the techno- technological developments, internet-wise, even though we are still on the shit NDN, Malcolm! Malcolm! Um, you know, that could easily be done, surely. By now, the way, um, yeah, Don Braben's Cricket, I'm seeing 7 out of 10. Five out of five by one plus. So Jeez, that's really good. So I was going to get it, but I, I see. I sort of imagine the only people who would want to um, <laughs> review those are people who love cricket. Anyway. <laughs> 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 right, uh, item number three. Yeah, um, three. and this is going to lead into something a little bit bigger about what we want to talk about here, and that is um, the terrible game classification standards that we have here in Australia. Um, but Outlast 2 has been banned. Three, isn't it? Outlast 3? Two. Oh, two. Sorry, my bad. No. My bad. My bad. Um, so I'm just uh, going to, I'm just heading down to the story that we posted on the Game on Australia Facebook page. So Outlast 2 has been banned because why, Pete? Because it's just, they consider it, um, it's too controversial, right? So it's been, it's been denied classification. Now, when things get denied classification, um, because of, in this game in particular, the depicted of implied sexual violence that's going around, um, it could still receive an R18 plus uh, review or rating, but some of the scenes in the game would actually have to be taken out. Um, but from the demo, which is what these people actually review, mm. they look at it and they go, well, you know, sorry, the standards are a little bit too hard here. This happened to Hotline Miami 2, um, South Park, The Stick of Truth as well. Outlast was meant to come out in April. And 
it was a game that a lot of people are looking forward to. It is, it is. Have you seen the video for it? Though? I've seen little bits and pieces. Yeah, it is gory as. Like yeah, you yeah, are, yeah. you're you're going through this mansion or whatever, right? A little bit in the style of, um, uh, what's it called? Resident uh, Evil. Resident Evil. Okay, you're right through those sort of lands and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's scary as hell, but um, you know, you're coming across things like a, a woman who's just hung him, hung herself in the in, in, oh, in a hallway yeah, right, and passageway okay. and stuff yep. like that, right? Yeah. Um, but that's where I guess I guess um, in particular this one, it's it's glorified sexual violence that they've denied it classification for. And that's their way of going. We're not allowing it into the country, so they don't. They don't actually say we're banning this. They're just going. We're denying it classification. Has it been banned anywhere else? No, it probably has. But um, like any of the big ones, like USA or UK, no, nah, they're all getting it. And I know that they're all getting it because um, a lot of people I'm seeing, particularly commented on our Facebook post about it during the week. Uh, are just going, well, you know what? We don't have region-free, we don't have region-specific consoles anymore like we used to have with yep. the NES and SNES, yep. PAL A versus PAL B and NTSC yep. and whatnot, right? Yep. So all they're going to do is just wait for it. Buy it uh, from the UK. Wait for it to buy it from the UK yeah. or to buy it from the US or whatnot. And yep. they'll get it passed. Uh, like they'll, It'll get through customs and whatnot because I don't know whether or not customs really takes a massive interest in things like... I don't think they like, do, no. I don't think they do. And and the, the point is, why I think I still get upset about it is that I just got this feeling, I have this feeling that it's not... Um, there's a lot of uh, bias put on these kind of decisions based on people who don't really understand gaming. Mm. I, I might be wrong. There might be fellow gamers who are making these decisions, I, I might be wrong, but I don't think I am. I reckon... Well, it's, it's not. It's I reckon bloody... middle-aged, you know, I'm talking like mid-50 people looking at a box and having a go and go, oh, you know, like almost like, you know, you, your parents' parents sort of, yeah, you know, like, yep. like not never really playing games, but making decisions based on their knowledge of what's right and what's wrong. Well, to me, the whole thing just stinks of, yet again, Australian, uh, Australia being like the nanny state. Like yeah. they're... Not being allowed to, you know, if you've, if you've, if you're listening from the US or the UK right now, or even Europe or whatnot, um, you may have heard in, you know, news that might've passed every now and again that they call WA or they call Australia and whatnot, the nanny state. And basically what that means is, um, there are a lot of rules and regulations over here that you wouldn't see around the world. Right. So for example, our responsible service of alcohol, um, yeah. So classic, I was in Bali very recently. You can go down there, buy a Bintang beer. By the beach, sit on a um, beanbag, sit there, drink, right. drink a beer, watch out the in public. Set. No chance here. Okay, so you can't you can't drink out in public here, right? Um, you can't go to your local supermarket like I did when I was in Italy mm. a few years ago and just buy you know for a couple of bucks like a full strength beer. You yeah. can't you can't do that straight no. out of the fridge. Um, the other thing was when when we were in Germany. Um, and we, yeah. yeah, it was good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we went to this uh, beer hall and all of us sat around our own self-serve taps, right? Oh, and God. there was a little, there was a little like a computer thing on the top. Waiter would come over. He would tap in and say, all right, there's four people, hit enter and blah, blah, blah. And then each person on the table, there's four taps and you'd have your own tap to yourself yeah, and right. you free pour your own beer, right? Well, and, then cool. the, and then it just counts. And we actually got talking to the guy and we said, this would be great in Australia. And this is a German guy in Germany in a German beer house knowing and saying to us, no, nah, it wouldn't work there because of your RSAs. Oh, God. Like, yeah, geez, right. man, if that, if that sort of, what does that say about us, right, as the nanny state? Yeah. If 
that sort of information is getting all the way over to a guy in a German beer house in Germany. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just, it just says that. And then again, you know, we're getting it for, for program classifications here in Australia for this stuff. So but yeah, that's the feeling I get. So why it's why it annoys me, but you know, what can you do? What can you do? Well, I'll tell you what we can do. Mm. We can like jump on maybe those um, websites uh, like change.org and whatnot. Yeah, and, yeah, and you could probably talk to your local member, I guess. And, um, you know, but the problem is I don't think many people are, are in politics and can make decisions like this are gamers. Well, okay, there is there is a Liberal Democrat, right? He's yeah. an upper house crossbencher and his name's David Leonhelm. And I think this is the guy that I really don't like because he's a bit of a douchebag when it comes to like just... Just things that, you know, like he's he's a bit of a racist and whatnot, right? Oh, so I don't... He's probably one of those saying they should get outside and play in the open air. No, he's actually coming to bat for us. Is he? Yeah. Oh, well, I love him. No, 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 <laughs> careful. Yeah. <laughs> right, because he, he said, right, he actually um, uh, really blasted the parliament on this when he found this out about this game in particular. And he said, this video game takes place in a fantasy world involving all kinds of creatures, both human and non-human. The mere suggestion of an out-of-screen encounter between a creature and a human character was enough to get it banned altogether by the Australian Classification Board, right? So he's taking our side on this where, and like I said, don't like him for all the racist qualities and stuff that he has, but he's taking our side on this where he's like, well, why don't you, for a change, let adults be adults? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I kind of find that with the the ACB, the Australian Classification Board, that a lot of this is false assumptions on what people are going to do with the information from the game. Rather than what they will do. Rather than what they will do. At the end of the day, regardless of whether you like it or not, and I hope you're listening right now, or I hope one day we get big enough where you go through our podcast and listen to this, regardless Mm -hmm. of whether you like it or not, technology dictates that one way or another, we we will get ourselves these games. Correct. Correct. Right. So reap it. Now. Speaking of uh, games and getting games, games, um, games, we put up a thing on our Facebook page during the week yeah. that blew my mind. It was the the mod of GTA with the graphics. Oh my god! And what blew my mind? It's not it, well. I love the fact that there's people out there passionate enough to do it as a hobby. Yeah, I actually think it's smart because you will get picked up by Rockstar Games if you are doing that kind of quality work. You know, because I think it even was in some of the comments. Why isn't this guy working for Rockstar? Well, even even just the fact that um, being GTA Five, the game that he modded. So the the mods creator is Competenz mm. with two Z's. Um, <laughs> Classic. But these guys, these guys, like as a whole team and whatnot, they're just getting really great names out there in in the industry, just for doing this stuff and broadcasting it on YouTube and Twitch. Yeah, you know, and people like the great thing. Um, the other one that was a part of it was Dr. GDA. And the great thing about these guys is because YouTube and Twitch, people can send you, particularly on Twitch donations, mm. right? The, the awesome thing is, is that the community as a whole are going onto these Twitch streams and going, man, I want to see this GDA mod become a reality. Yeah. Here's 50 bucks. Yeah. Here's 100 bucks. Make it happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we're almost at a stage where, sure, Rockstar could come and grab them, but, but they, they, could, re- they don't really need, don't need to. to yeah. 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 Um, I, I mean... That one, that particular video we put up, obviously the pro- it's problematic in the fact that his own processes and the computer started to burn oh my from God. all the info it was processing. Is that like, and he would have, being a modder. <laughs> it, it, it'd be a pretty sweet setup. He'd have know, the best of the best. PLA computers um, sort of type, you know, uh, legendary status in terms of, a, a, you know, a gaming setup. Without a doubt. And, and it still couldn't handle it. But the great thing about this is, um, the, and we're talking like ultra realistic, like down to the point where you play the cars and stuff in, in Grand Theft Auto and, 
you know, they look cool and you kind of get a feeling of what the car in real life is meant to be. Like you can, you know, in the shape of the car and stuff like that, you can see that it, it might be a Ferrari or it might be a Murcielago or something like that. But they've actually gone to the level of, no, like this Jeep is going to look exactly like a Jeep. Yeah. You know? it's. I mean, graphics, I, in a lot of ways, I know I'm much older than you, Pete, but I, in a lot of ways, I reckon I'm pretty lucky because I've seen gaming from pretty much the Pong status all the way to now. Yeah. And had a massive interest in it. So I, I still get really blown away by graphics because I've always, I've not always had great graphics. You know, I had two sticks and a, and a square ball <laughs> on a screen. Beep. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So Beep. I, um, every now and then I'll, you know, we're doing it now with Wildlands, right? Well, I'll say to, um, to my gaming partner, Ronnie Corbett, ding, um, you know, I, I, I quite often will go, Oh my God, look at these graphics because I still get blown away by it. Right. It's, I found it really interesting watching the Zelda thing that they decided to go down a bit more cartoony, which I think really suits the game. And that's not definitely not a criticism. I think it really suits that game. Mm. And it is still so expansive and wide and beautiful and lush that it still blows me away. But it's in a cartoon sort of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes me wonder why companies don't strive for this kind of mod realism that these people are now creating. Maybe it is a processor thing, which it could be, right? It could be a time and money thing too, because I think most people probably value more playability over realistic well, graphics. And I think that's where your point about Legend of Zelda is is really like warranted, right? Because um and this I, I will never forget the massive chat that went down when Legend of Zelda Wind Waker came out. Mm. Because it it was starting to get to the stage where Nintendo and GameCube it was a Nintendo GameCube game um, and, uh, you know, because it was going to CDs, people were crying out for less polygons, better graphics. Yeah. Right. And, um, then it sort of came out that what they're going to do is they're going to do cell shading and make it a very cartoony looking thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And there was, there was a pretty big outcry at that stage because they wanted more of, uh, you know, we all did, right. We didn't know what cell shading was and we saw a bit of cartoony graphics and stuff. We were like. You know, we want next-gen looking stuff like we see on the PlayStation 2 and what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, nah, we're just going to go ahead and do this as Nintendo usually does. Um, and eventually we got our stuff that we wanted with Twilight Princess and uh, Skyward Sword and whatnot. Um, but the gameplay itself in Wind Waker was so great that people accepted the graphics. Mm. You know what I mean? They accepted the cell shading and they went... Yep you know what, this actually really suits the style of play and whatnot yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that we're playing. So I, I, oh, look, I think, it's right. Yeah. I think I'll there's something to be said. And I, I like the legend of Zelda, um, that we have now on the switch breath of the wild, in my opinion, graphically in terms of, um, or maybe not so much graphically, but realism wise mm. is actually a step back from what we saw in things like Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. Like there was a more, there was more realism in those games than there is in, in Breath in, of the yeah. Wild. However, you still rate that as probably the best game you've ever played. Well, we are yeah, Zelda. off the back of what we were talking about last week, like because always Ocarina of Time is in that echelon yes. of top five, top three, if not number one yep. um, when it comes to game. And I think it's a better game than Ocarina of Time. Yeah, wow. For so many reasons. So. I think there's a compromise there, right? Like if the you don't necessarily need the realism and maybe the realism suits particular games and not necessarily this one. Like I kind of like the fact that there's a little bit more of a cartoony aspect to The Legend of Zelda because it's set in such a fantasy land. Correct. You know? Yep. However, if you've played the latest, you know, NB, NBA game or, or NFL game or whatever or even the FIFA, you want it as realistic as possible because that's taking you to that, probably childhood dream that most of us have of being a 
you know, international sports star. Absolutely. <laughs> right? And so, well, and the avatars that you're playing as are yeah. guys that you idolize in real life. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if you're playing um, uh, things like NBA 2K17, you're playing like a LeBron James or something like yeah. that, right? If you're playing uh, FIFA, you're playing Ronaldo. You know, so you do, you want to see the realism in that sort of stuff yep. because you want to see Ronaldo and his facial features and all that sort of yeah. stuff play. Um, the, the ones that I thought did a really great job in, in terms of the reality aspect was were L.A. Noir. Yes. Now, I had that game. Did you ever buy that game? I played it a little bit, but I never bought it. No. I, I bought it based on that, exactly what you're about to say because it was uh, um, innovative at the time to have, this, have actors come in and actually play the parts that they then rendered off. Yeah. To make the um, graphics. Well, the whole point was like you're a detective in this city, and you know you you base your questions in your gameplay. It's like a like a choose your own adventure yeah. type story, and you base your questions in the gameplay off really reading the tiny little incremental changes in their facial expressions, yeah, like tells in their face, right? Yeah, you know, so they had to make it as realistic as yeah. possible, right? And then I, the other thing that I really loved, which I I still think to this day is probably one of the best amalgamations of um, realistic uh, graphics and visuals and uh, incredible gameplay. Um, the Last of Us. Yes. Right? Which, you know, won copious amount of awards, not just for the gameplay, but um, a lot of acclaim for the actors who portray the characters yeah. and then how they were rendered in the actual game as well. Yeah. And I think a game which was so deep in terms of um, the way that it hit you emotionally, like I've said to you, my wife Liz doesn't enjoy gaming. Right, she'll play every now and again a bit of Mario Kart or something like mm. that. But she sat there and she watched me play this game because she became emotionally invested in the characters. The story, yeah. And I think if your game is so dependent on your emotional investment investment in the characters, um, and uh, and the depth of the story that you're following along with that as well, then yeah. you need that realistic quality. You need those you do, facial yeah. expressions and yep. all that sort of stuff. You know. Yep. And and you know, L.A. Noir for me. Um, if I invested in it fully, I would have loved it. But I was, I just had, I think we had two kids by that stage and you need to be watching the thing the whole time. You get any kind of distraction, you look away, you miss a tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you miss it. So yeah. it became, for me, and we had a young guy here, Adam, um, who's a bit of a flog in, in normal life. <laughs> flog! Adam and the Britsy. But um, he said today when we were talking about it that it was his, one of his all-time favorite games. Because mm, he got that, so into the story. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also young... Uh, uh, fancy free and single so you can afford that kind of stuff got the time I mean yeah. I'm having a bit of trouble with that with Legend of Zelda at the moment Just like I'm playing I'm maybe having a crack at it every couple of nights yeah I'm turning oh, tell a lie like I turn it on every night at least yes. right just to do my amiibos yeah. to see if I can try because at the moment I'm chasing all of the old um, clothing and uh, weaponry and stuff yep. like that from the old games that you can get out of the old amiibos yeah um, 30th anniversaries and whatnot. right so like I do that, but I'll switch it on five minutes, do that, get the Amiibo stuff and then gone. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then every second night I'll have maybe 40, 45 minutes to pump into it. Yeah. Because you've got baby and all know, that sort of stuff now, you know, and right. as I always say, though, Pete, you do the crime, you do the time. Mate. Yes. So well, I've been doing it for eight years now. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's just a shame that the crime in terms of how much crime you get versus how much time you get. Is so <laughs> badly balanced. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly um, what you mean. <laughs> favorite game in terms of realism of graphics? I know we've touched on. For me, definitely, probably the the Last of Us, and probably because of that great balance it achieved between realistic graphics and the gameplay there as well. Uh, any of the sport games, I reckon. Like, I get blown away 
having being a being a massive sports game fan. Mm-hmm. So I know you don't like it, but t- a lot of the Tiger Woods games, particularly some of them, were like next level. Yeah, yeah. You, like, like you're out in the course. Yeah, right. And I love that. Um, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm a bit older than you, and I've had a lot more um, experience of gaming from especially back in the '80s. But it was a game called Dragon's Lair. I know, which, yeah, I know Dragon's Lair. Which was so innovative at the time because it was a cartoon. And it's not realistic, but it was literally a cartoon. Yeah, right. Which I'd never seen. And at, at that stage, we were dealing with Atari 2600 type graphics, you know, like blocky blocky blocks. Yep. And all of a sudden you get this cart. And I remember at, I'm begging my dad for money to go and play it. And he never gave it to me. <laughs> and then I finally got a game. It's not that great a game. It's literally, um, actually it came out on one of the consoles. Might have been the Xbox 360. And I downloaded it. And um, it literally is, you get this like, you know, button mapping, you know, you got to press X, A, B, C, you know, whatever you got to press. And then he goes and does it. So it's not, you know, nicely interactive. You're just predicting what he's got to do. Yeah, right. Okay. So yeah. it, it wasn't that great a game, but I remember at the time going, oh my God, like this is next level graphics. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like I said, I, I still, I, I still see it as really important, but I guess it does come down to gameplay. So, you know. Um, I totally get that. There mm. was uh, one game that, um, like graphics-wise, they weren't amazing graphics, but it was something that was just so incredibly cool and different. Um, did you ever play Mad World on the Wii? No. Right, so this game was... On the Wii, yeah, right. Yeah, right. So this game, in my personal opinion, is a, is a must-have game, right? Um, I don't know off the top of my head what scores it ever got, but I rated it really highly. Um, it was a must-have game because... Um, it was one of those ones where I kind of went, whoa, what is this doing on Wii, right? Because you're literally a guy going through a city, right? And the whole thing is cartoony style graphics, almost like what you see in a graphic novel, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And the only time that you saw any color other than black and white was when you put your chain through, chainsaw through somebody. Oh, cool. Right? And it was, uh, the story was pretty cool or whatever, but the, the actual gameplay itself, like, this guy would, the, the guy that you play would go through this world and he would chainsaw people. He would lift people up above like his shoulders and he would drop, like he'd break them in half and blood would splatter out. And He sounds dreamy. He's so <laughs> dreamy. He's everything that you want in an antagonist, yeah. right? It really is. Um, but it was, yeah, I think, I think that it was a cool game to play, but it was more so the fact that I'd never seen a graphic novels type black and white game yeah. like this. Um, and that's dynamics, right? Of, that's, you know, yeah. from black and white to colors, a, a, a big dynamic to, to cover off. Absolutely yeah. it is, right? Yeah, and cool. um, But also for, for somebody to actually look at this and have the faith to put into this game, yeah. right? To go, you know what? This is different enough yep. where I reckon people will get what we're trying to achieve. Correct. And yeah. I think that they actually did that. Yeah. All right, I had to, uh, we'll have to cut this bit out, but I've got a meeting at one o'clock and we've got two minutes. Oh, boom. So I can be a bit late. Yeah, can you? Yeah, like the five minutes late, but All right. we should probably wrap up. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Let's leave it here um, because there, oh, God, there was one other thing that I wanted to touch on. Well, how long will it take? A couple of minutes. Oh, Actually, no, it's a bigger chat. Is it? It is a much bigger chat, right? What is and it? Which one? It's Legend of Zelda. Oh, the fishing. Breath of the Wild. There's no fishing. Yeah. And that irks me because fishing is one of the best passive things that these Legend of Zelda games have got. Can we do it next we week? We can do it next week, right? Because we'll also talk about um, other things like, uh, you know, great passive quests so, in games, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. think. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, one other thing, quickly before we wrap things up, Super Mario Run has been released. 
Oh man, yes. On Android. Yes. All right. So Which is, I'm surprised it took so long. Let's, so am we're I. talking what six months? Yeah, about that. Yeah. The yeah. iPhone version. So um, I don't know. Maybe iTunes had an exclusivity on it yeah, for six maybe. months or whatnot. It was a deal that they did with Nintendo, and or maybe how's it gone? I, I mean, I downloaded it, but I never bought it. Um, I think it's done better in terms of longevity than Pokemon Go did. Yeah, right. Right? Um, And I don't think it got the hate eventually that Pokemon Go did. Yeah, Because it kind of came out, everybody downloaded it, cool game, and then it's sort of, you know, it's just something you've got on your, like Angry Birds, something that you, it's a must-have on your phone, you know what I mean? Whereas with Pokemon Go, I've gotten rid of it. Like, I I don't even play it. Yeah, right. It's not even on the phone anymore. Because you were addicted. I was addicted, right? For about a month, and then that was it. Um, so That's yeah, right. uh, if you've been waiting for it and if you've had the pre-release notifications ready to go, cause you could do that with Android, um, you'll probably get the notification today that it's ready. Uh, just be prepared for the $15 you'll have to drop yeah. on it once you get past the first three but levels. Going, it's going back to, it's one of those franchises you just have to buy, don't you? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Super Mario. You, 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 I mean, they're probably got a better track record than most of delivering a game that will, will satisfy. Yeah. And there are games out there you pay $8 for, right, on your your yeah. iTunes and stuff like that, that are terrible games. Oh, like, yeah, they're really yeah, crap, yeah. boring games, like card games and stuff like yeah. that. And yuck. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I reckon this is worth the 15 bucks. Um, yeah, I reckon so, too. To get That's two ticks for that one. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Dan, you can get off if you need to go and go to your meeting. Uh, I am going to do our old school retro um, pick of the week. All right. And, uh, yeah, mate, we'll leave it there. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right, Dan's out. Um, so we'll just quickly cover off old school retro pick of the week. This is where through our uh, great relationships with Facebook groups that do a lot of retro auctions and stuff like that with gaming. We're talking things like uh, N64, SNES, NES, Dreamcast, Sega, uh, PlayStation, whether it be one or two or sort of getting into three a little bit now. And of course, the Xbox 360. Um, we talk about some of the stuff that you can find on there and some really great buys. Uh, my personal pick at the moment, cause I, I kind of feel like we're in the middle of a Sega revival right now. At the end of last year, it was very much Nintendo 64 and maybe a little bit of SNES beginning of the year moved into a lot more SNES. And now I kind of feel like the wind is in, uh, the sales of Sega and there's a great Dreamcast bundle if you want to get a hold of that, which actually had some really awesome games on it. Like it had ready to rumble, which was a bit cartoony, a bit boxingy. Uh, it had... Uh, Mortal Kombat Gold, uh, Shenmue is one of the goats, the greatest of all times, I reckon. Um, and then, of course, your Soul Calibers, in particular, the first one that popped out. So you, I reckon it's it's definitely one to get into the collection. And right now, if you check out uh, Jason Shembury's post on the Old School Retro Game Zone Australia uh, Facebook page, there's a Dreamcast bundle there for 220 bucks. It's not boxed or anything like that, but the console is very clean. It's got all the cords. It's even got the Dreamcast gun as well. Everything's been tested and working. Um, there is uh, Ready to Rumble in there, complete in box. There's Sega Rally, House of the Dead 2. It's the CD only, but you know what? I'm pretty sure if you want to just gameplay, you can get past that. Uh, there's an aftermarket rumble cord in there. There's power cords. Uh, the controller's in there as well for you to muck around with and play as well. Uh, and also Mortal Kombat Gold um, is there too. So if you want to go ahead and check that out, 220 bucks and it's still available. The Old School Retro Game Zone Australia Facebook page. Oh, look who's back. <laughs> what, a, what a meeting. What a meeting it was. What a meeting. Boring as... But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> back just in time to wrap things up, Dad. Well, another big week, Pete, and um, 
it's just going to get bigger, I reckon. So It is because know, as we speak, you're working on gameonaus.com. Yeah, well, it's almost done. Um, very exciting. I've got everything pointing to the right right spots now. So um, hopefully by sort of this time next week, we'll have a website. Fantastic. And um, lots more stuff to come out of that. We're going to start doing more videos and all that sort of stuff. But we're on uh, the Qantas and Jetstar Entertainment channels as of next week, aren't we? Yeah, April one. Um, Which so is next week. that's next Hooray! week. So... I'm uh, leaving on a jet plane. <laughs> which is John Denver, which no one's ever heard of. But anyway. no. yeah. um, it's gonna be good. Now, so okay, so let's. Uh, that's it. Um, just the usual sort of things. Uh, look out for the website. You can go and check out bits and pieces of it now. Actually, it's it's up. It's sort of well, there's a, there's sort a of little, getting there. You can get a so. sneaky peek, but it's looking pretty average. Uh, <laughs> Don't judge us. Jump on a flight in the next it's a week. Beta. It's true beta. It's test. A true beta. <laughs> oh, beta tested for us. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you mentioned, jump on a flight pretty soon. Uh, from April one, you're going to see Game on Australia on the podcast with Jetstar and Qantas. Yep. Uh, thank you so much, PLE. We'll um, be seeing them soon too for a couple of videos. Yes, we will. Yep. Um, but also for hooking us up with all of the amazing technology, which we're going to throw up on the Facebook page. Uh, I did a time lapse of setting it all up in the game oh, room. Awesome. So it's going to look really cool. Um, and we're going to be start doing our Twitch and YouTube streaming from that stuff as well. Yes. All the usuals. Go to the Facebook page. Give us a like. Check it out. Share it with your friends. And don't forget to check out the contest we've got to give away. These are the PLE gaming mouse mats, pro gaming mouse mats that will take your or uh, mouse movement to the next yep. level. Yep. And then with the podcast, subscribe, share it around. Give us a nice, juicy, fat We'd rating. love that. We would love that. Have a great weekend. And as we always say... Do not forget to save, except for Legend of Zelda, where it auto-saves. Yeah, well said, dude. Boom. Well said. <laughs>